0: listening to Faith and Family I'm Eddie Bates. Time to share with you a beautiful missionary story. Deaconess Kim Beltman preparing to serve the Lord in a destination yet to be determined, most likely parts of Europe. Deaconess Kim Beltman, welcome to Faith and Family.
1: Thank you very much. Good to be here. It's
0: it's good to have you in studio. Usually we're talking on the phone. You're uh, work. You were working with students at Concordia University, Wisconsin, and and uh, students involved in life ministry as well. You were in campus ministry and and those who were uh, students for life and taking them to Washington D.C. So every time we talked, we were on the phone. You were in the heart of the the crowd in D.C. Yeah. Now here in St. Louis at at the uh, LCMS International Center, wrapping up your orientation to serve as a missionary. Yes. And uh, we, we pulled you out of the meetings for a little bit so we could <laughs> share your story. Tell us a little bit about, well, tell us about your, um, what led you to consider this vocation of deaconess and, and, and to go through the, the training in deaconess formation?
1: Um, I guess my start, story kind of starts way back when I was a child. Um, I grew up at a Lutheran camp in central Illinois and um, really you know, being able to go to devotions and Bible studies, Pretty much every day for the first 12 years of my life and being surrounded by college age counselors who were looking at going into church work um, really impacted me and um, three out of my four brothers are also pastors and my dad's a pastor so a lot of influences there as far as you know wanting to go into church work I didn't really know specifically that I would want to be a deaconess until I got to college one of my camp counselors was studying deaconess ministry, but I had no idea what it was. One day, <laughs> What's a deaconess? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so I walked by uh, Deaconess Kristen Wassleck's office at Concordia Chicago and saw the deaconess motto, and it starts out, what is my want? I want to serve. And that just struck me, and I thought, I need to look into this a little more. And after talking with her and some of the deaconess students, I switched my major and became a deaconess student, so...
0: What was your major prior to that? Uh,
1: director of Christian education.
0: Uh-huh. So. <laughs> so you, you you were considering a church vocation one of the way. Yeah. What was it about that deaconess model? What is my want? I want to serve. Um what have you learned about that since it, it, going through your your deaconess training and formation?
1: Sure. Um at the moment when I was deciding what to do, um I didn't know that I wanted to be a teacher necessarily, and so that's why I was looking at maybe other options, and uh, I wanted to spend a lot of time studying theology and music, and so I realized, you know, with the deaconess program, I could do that. I could be a theology major and minor in music, and um, also just, I mean, the variety of ways that I've been able to serve as a deaconess has been kind of amazing to me. That was one of the things that drew me into it as well, seeing the variety of vocations that deaconesses were called into. And um, myself, I've served in a congregation. Now I've been serving in a university for the past few years, and now I'm going to be a missionary. So um, I, I just love the the ability to say, you know, here I am, Lord, send me where you can use me, and, um, and just being able to, to serve in a variety of ways where... Um, there's a need.
0: So what was the high point of your deaconess training, your your education, that formation process?
1: Um, well, there's a number of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, I mean, I got to take a lot of really great classes that were very helpful. Um, doing field work was a really cool thing because you know you get practical, hands-on experience. Um, for a year in a church, and then a year um, I served in a hospital, um, ministering to the patients, and so. Um, But uh, then the culmination of it all was really my deaconess internship, which was in Germany. And because it was overseas, I got to stay for two years and really um, just learned so much in that ministry. It was a mission outreach um, from our partner church in Germany, the the Zelk Church. And they were reaching out to Germans coming back from Russia. And so I got to, to be involved in just a wide variety of things within the church. The pastor really made sure that I... Was able to experience it all, you know, from leading Bible studies to visiting shut-ins or shut-in, as we only had one. But <laughs> <laughs> um, youth ministry um, did a lot with music in my internship. So, so that was definitely a highlight, not only of my deaconess formation but of my life too. Mm-hmm. It was just a really wonderful experience.
0: Your service in Germany, you're serving a congregation. Mm-hmm. What's the relationship between the, the deaconess and the pastor, and how does the congregation view that uh, the, this sure. office of deaconess?
1: <laughs> um, it's a very much a supportive role, you know, pointing people to the office of the public ministry, to the pastor, um, where they can receive Christ through the word and the sacraments, and just a, a support role, doing, you know, using the gifts that you have to really support that uh, role of the pastor in, in whatever way you can. So, um, you know, for me, it's been a lot of music and a lot of youth work. Um, but for others, it might be a lot of different things, you know, um, different caring ministries, um, you know, helping those in need or working with smaller children or older adults right. or There's just a wide, Mm -hmm. wide variety.
0: (laughs) As a musician, if I recall correctly, you play guitar, Mm -hmm. you play organ, Mm -hmm. piano, uh, a million other instruments.
1: Whatever I can get my hands on. (laughs) Now, is
0: uh, playing guitar in German the same as playing the guitar in English?
1: Um, There are some differences, actually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I meant that as a joke.
1: (laughs) I mean, the basic, you know, it's basically the same, but actually the way they write their chords are slightly different. Really? So like F sharp minor, they write as fists, like F-I-S. And like B is H, and a B in Germany is B flat. So I did have to learn a few uh, new ways to read chords.
0: Wow. And here I thought I was making a joke, and it really is true. (laughs) What about, uh, so how did you use that musical talent while you were serving your internship in Germany?
1: Um, They didn't really have a a church musician in the church. It was a pretty new, new church when I came there. Um, And so I did all the church music. I directed the choir, uh, played for all the services. Um, But also one of the ways that the pastor wanted me to reach out into the community was to offer music lessons. So I taught children to play piano, recorder, saxophone, djembe, um, (laughs) voice, singing, um, so guitar. I think that's all. So I taught children a lot of different instruments. And one of the really cool things that I've seen now since I've been gone for a while that a couple of the boys who learned piano from me are still playing for services over there. Um, the boy that learned saxophone, he still uses his saxophone for worship. So, I mean, there's, cause they do like a brass, they do a lot of brass band and they hadn't really used the saxophone with the brass groups over there before, but I showed them, you know, we fit right in and <laughs> we can play too. <laughs> so, so it's been kind of cool to see that continue on and, and still be a part of their church. So,
0: This, your internship I take was your first significant experience
1: mm-hmm.
0: as a, in a mission type setting or an international yes, type setting. Yeah. What was what was challenging? What was easy for you to adapt to living in this culture? You know, language, culture, uh, mm-hmm. just living in a whole new country, a whole new community. Sure. What was that like? Um, the first I mean, time around, yeah, <laughs> it was definitely
1: a challenge. You know, to get get to know you know the new culture. And I, my grandparents came from Germany, but when they were very very young, um, so like three months old, something like that. So basically, I, I knew a little bit of German from them growing up. And so that led me into taking German in high school. So I had a pretty good foundation as far as the German language. My teacher was from Holland, and she was very strict, but also very good. And um, <laughs> and she really pushed me. So I, I had a good foundation of German, but actually being in the country and, you know, trying to keep up with young people speaking and their slang, you know, just kind of, so it took a little while just to get used to hearing it the way they were pronouncing things and saying things and to, to the point where I would, was really comfortable just speaking. Um, Yeah. The, the community, being part of a church community was, was huge, I think, because they, they were very welcoming and very um, just really took care of me, you know, as, as a worker in their church. And that was, that was a huge blessing. So um, yeah. So it, I mean, it definitely took some getting used to and, and wasn't always easy. And there were definitely challenges with communication or different things. Um, but I learned and grew a ton. So
0: <laughs> what was their perspective of uh, deaconess? Uh, had they had a deaconess or were they familiar with deaconesses
1: uh, uh, at not all in this really. um, There, There aren't really deaconesses so much in the church over there. I mean, there's they don't have really the money to support much beyond their pastors. And so there are some people that are called deacons or deaconesses that um, it's more of like a a side kind of volunteer role for them within the church to help. So, um, but they, they hadn't, this congregation in particular had never had, you know, a deaconess before. So it was, uh, it was definitely, you know, kind of learning for them and what is this and how, how is this going to benefit our church? And, but it was, I think a a blessing all around for all of us. Very good.
0: Yeah. So you adjusted to the culture. They it was new. Uh, Deaconess concept was new to them, but you, you you fit right in, and I could see your personality just uh, fitting right in wherever you're given to serve. I'm sure you, you you use the gifts you're given, and one of those is building relationships, getting to know the people that you're there to serve. What um, what was it about that? that internship, that international setting or that congregation or Germany, um, that, uh, that seems to have left it, it, something stayed with you (laughs) after that. It seems like, was there something that stayed with you after that internship?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it was definitely just a wonderful experience. And, um, I mean, the, the desire to go to Germany goes back to when I was in high school studying German and we took a trip there and I remember visiting a church and, not very many people were there, and just the pastor said, you know, yeah, there's there's maybe less than 2% of the country that's here on any, or like not in his church, but in general in church <laughs> on any given Sunday, and that really struck me at the time, and you know, because we always hear about Germany, the land of the Reformation, and Luther, and you know, this is where Lutheranism was born, and and um sometimes we don't realize, you know, what the state of things is there now that, you know, a lot of people are not in the church and do not know Jesus. And so that really struck me when I, I realized that there's such a huge need for the gospel there in Germany. And because that is the place that's always been dear to my heart because it's where my family came from. And um, we had visited there a few times uh, when my brother was in the military and different things. So um, so for me, it was there was always, you know, when I started college, I said, hey, if there's any way I could do my internship or, or go to Germany to serve in some way. I really want to bring the gospel there. And, um, and so, you know, it, I was blessed with that opportunity at my internship and I love my time there. Um, when I left the church was, you know, how can we keep you? Is there a way we can keep you here? But I'd already been placed, you know, with a, a congregation in the United States and taken my first call. And, and so, um, but, Kind of in the back of my mind, there was always lingering, you know, hey, if I ever had the opportunity to go back, I think I would, you know, so.
0: So tell me about coming back to the States then after that (laughs) and serving a congregation here. Mm -hmm. Was there some culture shock coming back after living in Germany for for two years? Definitely.
1: Yeah, it was. I definitely had to get used to being in the United States again. It was just, you know, very different. And even just the language, you know, I started a youth choir at the church where I served and I remember okay, I've only ever directed a choir in German, so how do I say some of these things? <laughs> and they would laugh at me as I'd try to come up with, you know, how do you say hum? Or, you know, <laughs> I, there's words that, you know, you just don't use that often. And all of a sudden I was trying to remember them in English again. So. <laughs> so they were just, you know, weird things like that and just getting used to, you know, the church in Germany was very small and all of a sudden I was in a church with over a thousand members and just a lot of things to adjust to, but. Um, but it was good i had a great experience at that church so.
0: you had to switch back to thinking in english
1: yes yeah
0: <laughs> you were you probably been in you had been in germany long enough that yeah. your thought process was
1: yep yeah and and there wasn't anyone speaking english to me over there i was there were no other no other americans near me and most of the people in the church spoke german and russian and no english so <laughs>
0: did you come back with an accent
1: uh, I, I don't know. No one really <laughs> said that. but.
0: <laughs> so tell me about your parish ministry here in the United States. And you served there for a little while before you were called to campus ministry.
1: Mm-hmm, yep. So I was in uh congregation in Champaign, Illinois for eight years. And um, then I was called to uh, campus ministry um, and serving there for seven years. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> How did your international internship shape your your parish ministry and your campus ministry?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think when I came, one of the big connections was at Concordia. I was doing a lot of uh, mission-type trips with students, and so I think that was a huge part of that. Um, and also in the parish, too, we didn't do any international trips with the high school, junior high youth, but we did a lot of just service mm-hmm. trips to really open their eyes to serving in other places and and, uh, just to the needs that are around us in the world. Um, So, but at Concordia, uh, it was really cool because we we would connect with missionaries on the field and really learn about what life is like on the mission field. And I have a lot of students who were interested in mission work and and who have, since their graduation, gone on into mission work. And so I think that was was a a huge connection there. Um, Another, I think, really cool connection was the The students that I was working with in Germany were, you know, getting to be college age by the time I got to Concordia, and so um, we were able to make a connection with them, where the the German professor liked to have a German student come over and help with the German program. You know, about one semester out of the year, have someone come and stay and and just be a a resource for the students mm-hmm. to talk with them and um, tell them about life in Germany and practice German with them. And so she had kind of run out of contacts by the time I got to school and said, hey, do you know someone that might like to come? And so so I was able to invite um, students from my congregation in Germany to come and spend time at Concordia. And it was really cool. I thought a really cool connection and um, just being able to, to host them and kind of return some of the hospitality that their parents had shown to me when I was there. And so... <laughs>
0: That's a that's a really neat exchange uh-huh. to to be able to to share that and to to cross over those the language barriers that uh-huh. sometimes we might be fearful of. <laughs> How did that work out for that student, the, the German student coming to the U.S.? I
1: think um, they had good experiences. So at least what they reported back to me, and um, I was there. So if there was any issues, we would we would mm-hmm. be able to speak German together and. And they were speaking German with the students, but they also were practicing their English and learning more English and just learning about life in America. So were you taking
0: so. German language classes as a college student? No, no. wait, no, wait. You're not a college student anymore. You're <laughs> campus ministry, so you weren't taking classes anymore. no. no.
1: I was helping. We had the German classes would meet up, you know, once a week to just have, you know, coffee and talk German. So I'd try to go to that when I had time and uh,
0: So when you when you work in campus ministry, do people think you're a perpetual student?
1: Sometimes, yes.
0: (laughs) Do they mistake you for a student? Yes. (laughs) Even in
1: the lunch line going through they would try to charge my card as a student and then they'd get an error message and they'd look at me and I'd say, I'm a staff member
0: (laughs) <laughs> you, you just, you look so young all no, the time. Things. So they, 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 they probably, I could see how they would mistake yeah. you for a student. <laughs> what are some of the things uh, that that you loved about campus ministry and serving the students? What are some of the things you got to do there that you really enjoyed doing?
1: Oh, <laughs> so many things. Um, I, I really love being there. Um, you know, just walking alongside students during a really critical time in their lives where they're making a lot of major life decisions about their future and just being able to to listen and help them process through some of those things and, and just mentoring student leaders. We had, um, you know, about 20 different student led ministries um, that I was working with. And so m- mentoring the student leaders, kind of helping them to to take the lead and, and do a lot of different mm-hmm. things. So uh, mission trips was one of those areas. Uh, we had international student outreach, which was, another really cool kind of mission-focused uh, ministry. Um, there was the Students for Life group, and we would travel to the March for Life, and that was always a highlight. Um, we had a, a group called Beautiful Feet that connects with missionaries and um, goes to the Beautiful Feet conference that the Concordia's all take turns hosting. And so those student leaders have been just really, really great since I shared the news about taking this call and and uh, very, you know, Excited about what I'm doing and looking forward to connecting in the future Mm -hmm. as, as a missionary now, kind of talking to their group. And
0: how did you, one of the challenges I've heard about campus ministry is that, you know, it's a, it's a group of people that are constantly in transition. You know, it's not like a (laughs) congregation where you anticipate that, that those you serve Mm -hmm. will be there for a while. Right. Uh, Campus ministry, they're there for maybe four years, (laughs) maybe five. Yep. Um, How did you how did you cope with that, with that constant transition? I guess going into it, you know that that's going to happen. Right, but right. sometimes I, I would assume there's this fear of building too too strong of a bond because you know that they're going to be moving on. Sure. That's what they're there to do.
1: Yeah, but I think the cool thing as far as like building a bond with them is that, you know, then you you have all these wonderful connections in the church and, um, mm-hmm. you know, even those that are going on to serve in other vocations, not church work, are still connected to the church. And, and we've, you know, it's really cool to go out to, you know, to a conference or to the National Youth Gathering and see your former students <laughs> leading groups or doing things. And so, so definitely I love the bonds and the connections I've made with those students, even though it was definitely a, a huge shift when I came from a congregation to, okay, this is in constant flux. It's not like at the congregation, I had this group of volunteers that I built up to really work with the youth or do different things. You know, it's every year, it's different every year, which also helps kind of keep the energy and the excitement because, you know, there's always a new group coming in and Mm -hmm. and that's always exciting. And then, you know, it's always a little bittersweet as you say goodbye to some of those favorite students, but um, it's also exciting to see them go on and, 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 into their callings and vocations that God's leading them to. So. What
0: was your involvement in uh, welcoming the new students and orientation? <laughs> what was your role in that?
1: Um, mainly, you know, just being around and um, helping them move in and welcoming them. And then um, I was, one of the ministries that I oversaw was called The Haven. And so that was We had uh, four different bands that would play music. So for the opening um, Haven, when the new students came, we had just the band leaders because we hadn't yet done auditions for new groups. But um, So welcoming them at Haven and different things. We would do a skit show. Um, (laughs) So each, each of the kind of major groups on campus would do a skit. So Campus Ministry would do a skit and, you know, would try to be a little humorous, but also kind of meaningful at the same time. Usually we'd pull in, you know, our theme for the year and that sort of thing.
0: So. There, was there ever a student or maybe a few students at orientation when you met them, you thought, college is going to be challenging. <laughs> and then you were surprised in, in you know, in a year or two oh, how, how life changed definitely. for them. Definitely.
1: Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's one of the coolest things too in college ministry is just seeing them go from those really uncertain freshmen and growing <laughs> into just being awesome leaders and and people on campus that are just doing great things and yeah they can definitely surprise you and and uh, it's just wonderful watching them grow as from the time they come in as freshmen to the time they're leaving as seniors there's, there's a huge change in those four years and it's wonderful to see that
0: so seeing the changes in the students and then recognizing in yourself that perhaps there's an interest maybe for a time for a change in uh, in location in the ways that you <laughs> serve as well and given this opportunity to serve as a missionary now, yeah, what are you what are you learning in orientation? What are you excited about or maybe even a little frightened about that <laughs> lies ahead?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely there's a lot, lot of things that need to happen now. And um I didn't necessarily jump in with both feet thinking like, yeah, this is something I definitely want to do, even though it's always been there in the back of my mind. Um, when it was first brought up to me just over a year ago, I was a little bit. Um, Okay, I may may have dragged my feet just a little, (laughs) because I I really loved what I was doing and Mm -hmm. loved where I was, Um, but, you know, then just thinking about uh, where I'm going to be going to serve and serving refugees and they're, you know, leaving everything behind and and starting over with nothing, it was kind of, I really tugged at my heart and I, I said, you know, there's a really big need there, and with my past experience with the Zelk church and the, the German language and there I could see how God had kind of prepared me in this direction. And, and so, uh, by the time I received the call, I still definitely wrestled over it a little bit. Um, because yeah, looking at all the things that are coming and all the things that lie ahead, it's a big, it's a big challenge just you know, selling the house and getting rid of a lot of stuff and raising the financial support to be able to go. I mean, that's basically this orientation has kind of been like drinking, you know, from a fire hose a little bit. There's a lot of information that we've been taking in and just all the details of things that we need to know. And um, we've had some really good sessions, too, just on theology of missions and which have been really encouraging. And um, and then also learning, you know, how to to go out now and Mm -hmm. and talk to people and share the mission and uh, how they can be involved through their prayers and financial support. And that's gonna be the next few months of my life now. So (laughs) until I I am approved to go over. So gotta build that network.
0: And so we'll share uh, as much information as we can with the, the archive of today's program, too, to get people connected with you. Sure. Okay. I don't know if your, your LCMS page is up yet. Um, if
1: it's not, it will be soon. Very I know they're soon. working on that. So.
0: so you can look for uh, Deaconess Kim Biltman on uh, missionary pages on the LCMS so that you can find out more about the work that, that she'll be doing and and where she'll be serving Good Lord willing, possibly Germany.
1: Yeah, it's, with, 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 mo- it re- is, it's, it's most likely Germany, yeah. Mm-hmm. But as, as far as where in Germany, for sure, might be Leipzig, but there's still a little openness there. But yeah, the main the main mission will be um, helping our partner church over there with their outreach to the refugees. And yeah,
0: so... Deaconess Kim Biltman, thanks so much for sharing your story today. God's blessings as you uh, as you travel to prepare and all the all the preparations you have to get ready <laughs> for to go and do uh, the Lord's work in Germany. Thank so thanks for sharing your story. Yes.
1: Listen to Faith and Family Monday through Friday at this time. Faith and Family is a listener supported program.